This is Wednesday Night Worship Service, recorded September the 9th, The Good Shepherd, with Reverend Mag Perry. Uh, tonight we'll be continuing our study in John, and tonight uh, the title uh, of the message is uh, The Good Shepherd, and we'll be reading um, in chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. But before we get started in that, uh, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we have many things on our hearts and minds. Uh, that uh, we need to be praying about. Now's the time to be praying. We, we need all the prayer warriors to be praying. Uh, just a few special um, uh, needs. Uh, first, I'll start with uh, Pastor Jerry. Um, asked us to pray for Rick and Jerry Curtis. They are uh, twin uh, brothers, and they have a lot of things going on, very sick. We need to pray for them. And also their mother, Joyce Curtis. Let's uh, remember those three names when we pray. Let's also continue to pray uh, for Hazel Turley. Asha um, noted today, uh, I mentioned to Laurie that um, as, you know, just a couple days ago, Tuesday, or yesterday, I guess Tuesday, the doctors were saying she hadn't woke up yet and she wasn't doing very well. Well, as of today, she opened her eyes and uh, acknowledged a couple questions that were asked. So, uh, Asha says, continue to remember her. She's doing better, and thank God for what the progress that she's always already made. Let's continue also to pray for Pam Lewis as she goes through her cancer treatment. Uh, I understand Sister Pauline is still very sore. We need to continue to pray for her. And uh, uh, let's continue to remember the Proudfoot, Proudfoot family, and we thank them for decorating with the flowers here. We appreciate the flowers. They're beautiful. Let's continue to pray for them. Um, uh, and also uh, other things is our children, our schools, the COVID-19 and, uh, and our nation. Let's continue to remember all those things as we pray tonight. Would you join in with me and pray tonight from your homes or wherever you may be. And let's touch heaven tonight with all these needs that uh, we know we serve a wonderful God, a powerful God, a loving God that can meet our needs tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given us to gather together, Lord, to study your word, Lord. And we thank you for your many blessings, Lord. We thank you for leading us and loving us, dear Father. And most of all, we thank you for Jesus Christ, your Son, Lord, that died for all of us, Lord. Lord, be with us in our Bible study. Open up our hearts and minds that we receive your word and your love the way you meant it, dear Father. And Lord, bless these needs that we presented tonight. Lord, many are on our hearts and minds, Lord. Uh, our country and the COVID-19, the sicknesses, the families that's having to deal with the sicknesses, dear Father, and all the many things that's going on in our nation, Lord. We know you're the almighty, all healing, and all problem solver, dear Father, and we look to you and give it to you this night, Lord. Be with me tonight, Lord, as I teach your word. Bless me, the Lord, present it the way you would have it done, dear Father. Lord, bless the Pine Level Church, Lord, that we move forward. Lord, touch our hearts and minds with the things we need to do to continue to move forward safely, Lord, but to reach the lost and reach those in need and reach those, that, dear Father, that have needs. Lord, in everything we give you praise and honor, and we thank you so much for all that you do for us. In thy name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, also, I just want to make an announcement real quick that uh, starting next Wednesday night, um, we've, we would like to get the youth, the youth, some of them are wanting to get involved and 
uh, they're also, uh, they have some gifts that they would like to use for us and they haven't been able to here for a while and things are opening up a little bit, but we're still going to be very safe and distancing and doing all the things that we're supposed to be doing, uh, sanitizing. But our youth uh, group wants to sing, uh, wants to start singing and I am excited about that. So we're going to give them a chance on Wednesday nights to uh uh, sing a, a couple songs for us and then we'll have a Bible study so we're going to add a little bit more to our Bible study but also giving them an opportunity and pray for them as they practice and sing. I know that uh, they're looking at doing something for God. I've heard it many times how they feel like they're not doing anything right now and they left to they can't even meet and get together so this is a good opportunity for us and again we will use all safety precautions and do what we believe is right. So in our Bible study tonight Let's continue. First, let's read. Uh, we're reading in chapter 10, um, and we're going to start with verse 7. We read uh, verses 1 through 6, and as I usually do, I always like to do a quick cursory uh, review of last week's Bible study to help us put what's going on at all the events and kind of merging everything together. So starting the 9 and 7, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go uh, in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that thou might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd, shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, and this word tonight means a person for hire, self-motivated, looking for uh, whatever re uh, for themselves is not a hireling is is not something that uh, uh, for Jesus and I think he in fact here we talk about a little bit he's, he's referring to the Pharisees um, and uh, quite honestly I believe these hirelings today and we'll talk about that a little bit and not the shepherd and listen to what he says about uh, the hireling whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattered the sheep. Obviously saying that the, the hirelings in for whatever reason, money mostly, but they're not in it because they love the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. And verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. So in other words, we know him. As the Father knoweth me, even so, know I the Father, and I laid down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, meaning Gentiles, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. And in verse 17, Therefore doeth my Father love me, because I laid down my life that I might take it again. And then our last verse for tonight, 18. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it 
again this commandment that I have received of my Father. So let's talk about these verses tonight a little bit. Um, and, and first, let's uh, kind of briefly go over what we talked about last week. Um, and uh, some of the things we, uh, in chapter 10, we start out, um, it's recorded how Jesus is presenting to us the basic qualities or characteristics of a good shepherd and um, under-shepherds, as I called them, and, and, and wording, uh, meaning the pastors are the under-shepherd to the, to the main shepherd, to Jesus. And, you know, the verses 1 through 6, the last week, these words by Jesus is, is having to do directly with talking to those Pharisees and anyone else uh, that uh, fits into that category. But the apostle John wants to also let us know as he's writing this who the chief shepherd really is and uh, the chief shepherd of, the, of God's church. And uh, just some uh, characteristics that I, I went through last week, some things about Jesus um, that I thought was important. First, I started out with First uh, Peter 5 and 4. It says, Jesus is the chief shepherd and the chief pastor of all pastors, and they work to serve and to also be led by him and to uh, work for him. The pastor's love for Jesus... Um, the good shepherd is characterized, in other words, what they should be presenting as a good, as a good shepherd is their faithfulness and their same values of Jesus and the same visions that Jesus has for his church. And uh, the gatekeeper is the Holy Spirit, and, uh, you know, Jesus is the gate. And the pastors uh, win loyalty of the sheep just like Jesus does and able to recognize the voice by all the loving kindness and the things that Jesus does for us. He truly shows his love for us if we are faithful to him. And then the sheep quickly uh, begin to recognize who he really is. So looking, um, uh, the uh, God's sh uh, sheep require a shepherd. I, I can't remember if I talked about that last week or not, but I did have a a note to remind myself this week to 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 mention that you know God give uh, gives us a shepherd not only the the, the uh, chief shepherd in Jesus but uh, I believe that He gives us the, the pastors the chief uh, shepherd that we need or the pastors that we need uh, and we must understand that we need that pastor we need someone to lead us and guide us and I, I mentioned briefly that sometimes we get caught up as a as Christians and as, as uh, God's family, to look, when we start looking at a pastor, we start looking for all kinds of things in a pastor. When what he's saying to us in these verses tonight, there's one thing that is the most important thing, and that's the one thing that we should try to uh, dwell our time and our prayer and our efforts on is that our pastors, are for the, ch the church, uh, do they follow Jesus? Are they committed to Jesus as I described above uh, uh, in those brief statements uh, just a few minutes ago? So, you know, there is false shepherds out there, and uh, they're called, the Bible's telling us they're called hirelings, and we have to be careful of them. Uh, uh, and they will try to uh, take us down paths and try, that, but they're in it. The hireling is in it for their own personal gain, as I mentioned last week. We'll talk about that just briefly again tonight. Um, I talked about the sheepfold and what that really means. That's the church, but the sheepfold uh, is a place that, uh, you know, the sheep can go and uh, be safe at night. 
when the shepherd is resting. And then the next morning, the main point that I wanted to bring out, when, which I find very interesting and, I, and, and, and it really touches my heart, when the, when the shepherd goes back in the morning time to get his sheep, he just calls the sheep by name and they come forward. And that's the way we should be with our relationship with Jesus also. The Holy Spirit is the entrance uh, and uh, of the sheepfold, and Jesus is the only one that can open the door, you know, and um, he can call us by name. And I, I mentioned that that's a wonderful thing. Some may not think so, but I believe it's a wonderful thing that Jesus can call us by name, and then also we can know who he is by listening to him. Um, so, and then we started, ended up in verse 5. Uh, it's very important to uh, know him because it told us that... Uh, you know, in, in his word that those hirelings and, those, and the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. They want to tear us down, and we are not uh, to listen to those voices. In fact, uh, tonight we're going to uh, learn a little bit more in that if we're really listening to Jesus, then we will turn away and not listening to those other voices. We will only be listening to him. Uh, especially when they realize who Jesus Christ really is. When they hear the voice of Jesus Christ, when we hear the voice of Jesus Christ, for all of us that are Christians and know and understand, it is different. It is a different voice, and it changes our life. It builds us up. It lifts us up. It, it does not in any way tear us down. It does not in any way concern us. It does not in any way uh, 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 make us feel bad. When we hear the voice of Jesus, it is uplifting. And we, uh, last week we concluded with six when it says, but they did not understand. And Jesus was saying in, in his word last week and, and what John was writing to us is, they don't know Jesus, so they can't hear his voice. And they will not hear what he's saying. And Jesus says he's joined uh, continually. He's trying to help them understand who he is, but they just aren't listening to him. And it's because of their own uh, personal pride and selfishness and things like that. But he, we ended the, the message last week by saying that he is saying to all of us that we accept him he will accept us, and we can hear his voice, and he is our shepherd, and uh, we should be listening to him. So in our Bible study tonight, starting with uh, verse 7, the scriptures tonight that we're studying, explaining further who he is. He's, he's continuing, and something that caught my attention is about five or six different verses that we are studying, uh, one that we've already studied in some tonight, are... Continue, Jesus is trying to continually uh, describe who he really is. You know, and I just want to I just want to highlight some of those because they are important to us in our relationship and building our relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, uh, first of all, when I look at very very first verse, it said, um, "He is the door into the sheepfold." What this, what this is telling us, the sheepfold is, as I mentioned, the church, the body of the church. And Jesus is saying that, you know, he brings, he's the only one that brings us out of sin into the sheepfold. And he brings us out of a world of sin. And he separates us from the uh, world. He puts us into a sheepfold or a safe haven. And, and that's what he's trying to tell us there when he's talking about the door into the sheepfold there is about him. And then when I look at uh, verse 7 tonight that we just read, the door 
of the sheep, the door of the sheep. Jesus is the door for those that's coming out of sin. And also in Acts 2 and 40, He has called them out. He's calling us out. And He's saying to us, save yourselves from all the deceit, the crookedness, the lying, all the things that's going on. You can come through Jesus, come through the door, uh, the, the gate, and that's how you, uh, the only way. And as we talked about last week, and I, I don't think I mentioned it tonight, but we talked about last week how Jesus also said that these Pharisees and these people that try to get in through the sheep photo into the church are uh, trying to steal their way in or climb their way in or things like that. And that um, Jesus is saying, that don't work. That ain't going to work. Uh, but maybe only temporarily that you must go through the door of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 9, it, uh, it just says, the door. The door. Jesus Christ is the door. And, it, and, and here what caught my attention is He is the door for all, for everyone, for Jews, Gentiles, no matter how much you've sinned, how bad you've sinned, who you are, where you've been, what you've done, Jesus is saying there, He is the way. He's there waiting. All we have to do is go through that door and accept Him. And then in verse 11, it talks about uh, the Good Shepherd. So that brings us to the... Uh, uh, main part of what I want to talk about tonight, but you know, in verse 11 it says, The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He will not flee when trouble comes or when the wolves come. We will not be separated. We will not be divided if we have Jesus Christ as our uh, doorway and our in our hearts and the one in our hearts. He is the good shepherd. He's the one that loves us, that truly loves us. He's not going to go, go anywhere. He's always going to be there for us. Because he goes into the next verse in verse 12 and 13 and starts talking about the hireling. I won't say a whole lot about that tonight, except then, you know, the hireling is, as I've already said, is someone for hire. There is hirelings back then. I believe today there's hirelings, people that's in it for the money. They truly don't have the love that Jesus, I believe they love some people, but I don't believe they have the love of Jesus Christ in their heart. Because if they did, it would be a whole different situation in that church. It would be a whole different church because it would be a loving place, a building place, a great place to reach the lost, a great place for healings. However, I do believe I do believe, and I know that I know that I know, these thousands and probably tens of thousands of pastors today that are truly God-fearing men and women, they're great shepherds for the church, and they stand up and walk boldly for Jesus, and they have to, and they get that boldness and that encouragement from Jesus. You know, one of the things that touched my heart is I have been and, and, uh, in a, and listening to messages uh, in the past in, uh, in different uh, forums where uh, maybe, maybe once or maybe not. In fact, I remember one time where the name of Jesus was never mentioned in that entire sermon. Folks, that ain't Jesus Christ. I believe if Jesus' name don't get mentioned multiple times, then it ain't of Jesus because He is the path. He is the gate. He is the only way. And we all need to understand that. Verse 14 tells us, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. I want to talk about some characteristics. What kind of got into my heart is not only characteristics of who Jesus Christ really is. He's, he's describing, and He's also telling us who 
the good shepherds are as far as our pastors and what is expected out of pastors. And I think the, all these things I'm about to talk about are not only for pastors, but you know the Bible tells us that we are supposed to be like Christ-like. So in these verses, when it's telling me what Jesus is saying about Himself, and He's going to always be there for us, and He, you know, He He's the gate, He's the way, He loves us. I, I think about all the things that Christians also should be like in their walk, in their daily walk. So I kind of put together some characteristics of who Jesus is, remembering that I'm saying this to all people that love Jesus and accepted uh, who He is. I, I don't know why all these games came into my heart, these things, but I just believe I need to share them with you tonight. It encouraged me, it lifted me up, and it reminded me who Jesus Christ really is and who we should be in our daily walk with Him. Some of the characteristics, first of all, Jesus Christ was faithful to His Father. He was very faithful. Faithful meaning He knew His responsibilities, His roles, who He was. He didn't only, He wasn't only there or only uh, 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 talking or being there available when the skies were beautiful and the sun was shining. He's also there when things aren't so good. When being faithful means that you're always there. You're also uh, always there and available and you're always willing to take on your responsibilities, always willing to do what you're supposed to do. And Jesus did. He never hesitated. He always knew. He always had a path he was going down and that's what his Father's will was. But also in that same area of faithfulness, I, I, things that came in my heart was we don't give up. We don't give Jesus didn't give up. Think about all the persecution all the things, everywhere he went, he got questioned, he got challenged, and then finally they beat him and, and put a, a crown of thorns on him. And do, when you think about what Jesus went through for us, it's a humbling thing in our heart to know that he loved us that much. But, but the point that, that took in my heart tonight was how faithful. At any time, the Bible says, he could have asked God to take care of everything and take care of him, but he didn't. He did it for us. He died for us. Folks, we are to be faithful. What does that mean? We don't give up in our praying. We pray faithfully. We pray for others faithfully. We faithfully give our testimony. We faithfully love others even though they don't love us. We faithfully trust God in every awakening moment. We faithfully trust God as Jesus did. The good shepherd and the good Christians are not for hires. We don't give up. We're not going to leave when things get bad. We're not going to change our heart when things get bad. Our heart gets more humbled to give it to Him and pray. Hallelujah. We should be faithful as Jesus was. The next thing that came into my heart was I think about everywhere Jesus went. He basically walked. He worked. He was working. He was a hard-working individual. And he was diligent, always had on his mind doing God's work. We must be hard work. We must be hard workers. We must be diligent. We must be about doing his work. Nothing, oh, say nothing worthwhile is doing unless you want to put the hard work into it, right? You want to put the hard work, then it'll be it'll be fruitful. And we should do the same thing when we are serving him. Like Jesus, 
he was always doing something for his father. And brings up that word that I like so well that I, that I believe is missing mostly in this world is commitment. Hard working means commitment. It takes a commitment. It takes energy. It takes effort. It takes always having the willingness to go do it. And you know where that comes from? It comes from Jesus having that faith that I just talked about. Being faithful in Him. God saved us. He saves us and He loves us because He wants us doing something for Him. Working for Him. We must be doing something. When's the last time you ask yourself this question what have I done for Jesus today? We ought to be asking ourselves that often if not every day what can I do today? What am I, what, what, what uh, should I be doing today? We should be thinking about that for the name of Jesus Christ. He was always Jesus was always setting the example in working hard the third thing, another favorite word that this world has today is patience. We don't have any patience, have very little, but the only place is get it through Jesus Christ. But you know, one of the things that's, that um, uh, came into my heart was when we often think about the word patience. It's about waiting on God and waiting on God on prayer. I think that's important. And that's, that's a part of being patient. But I also believe a big part of what uh, Jesus is telling us in His Word is that I believe He's saying to us also we need to be patient with each other. We need to be patient with each other. You know, that challenges us. Well, I believe that Jesus wants us to love each other and be patient. You know, we're all going to make mistakes. There's none of us perfect. The only way we will ever become perfect is having more of Jesus in our life. And the mistakes that we make, we need to forgive each other and move on. And one of the, one of the things I'm going to leave patience with is, you know, most of us, when, we, when something does hurt us or we don't have the patience with someone or we get upset about something that's going on, we get mad, don't we? We get, we get mad about it. We get upset. That's another part of patience that I want to share with you tonight that we don't want to get mad. We want to get prayed up. When we get upset, we ought to get prayed up because you know what? When we talk to God, we will get a peace about it and the madness will go away. I've been there. I know. I understand when I've been upset. God wants to give us that patience that we need to not give up and also we should not get mad. Hey, the fourth thing I want to share with you tonight is setting a good example. Setting a good example. And, you know, one of the things that we all take note of is how we, each other, we're going through trials and our faithfulness through those trials, don't we? We sure do. Do we give God the praise and the honor? Do we thank Jesus when we have a trial in our life? Do we thank Him for it and ask Him first? Is He the first on our mind? Are we faithful in the midst of our troubles? Do we trust Him and set the good example? And show others. We are to show setting the examples with others so they know and they're saying, you know, and I put it kind of humorous, but I need some of that. I want some of that. When we set the example, that's exactly what we're saying to people. And we should set a good example of who we really are. Great Jesus loves us. Living our testimony even in the down times or the bad times. The next thing that came on my mind about who Jesus was was self-sacrificing. Self-sacrificing. You know, Jesus gave it all. 
He was, in my, I've mentioned it, he was beaten. In every way he turned, he went through a lot. But he never gave up. He never, and he sacrificed a lot. He sacrificed a lot. What I want to share with you tonight, when I think about sacrificing and self-sacrificing, I think about he's asking us to make sacrifices to build his kingdom. What does that mean? It means, first of all and foremost, our prayers. Our prayers. Did you all know that I need your prayers? You all know our pastor needs your prayers? Yes, I know you know that. We all need our prayers. We need each other's prayers. We, so we need to sacrifice time to be praying. We need to sacrifice our finances. We need to sacrifice our witness. What do you mean by that, Mac? I can be the first one to stand up and tell you sometimes it's very difficult. You need the boldness of Jesus Christ to stand up and testify. But you know what? I've learned Jesus can prepare my heart, and He has, that I'm always ready to say something about Him, good about Him. That's what we got to do. we got to prepare ourselves through prayer and through Him. And we always got to love even those that don't love us. we got to sacrifice that. we got to be a servant. Servant, self-sacrifice. You know when you're tired, sometimes you have to go still clean, clean the kitchen, right? When you're tired, well, you sacrifice and you go do that. We need to do that kind of thing for Jesus. We need to go uh, clean the kitchen sometime for Jesus. We sure do. We need to go out and do uh, the, you know, the world looks at Today we live in, I, I, one of the things that you hear often is me first. This is my time. This is my money. This is my, uh, mine, mine, mine. This is a f mine first. That ain't what uh, Jesus Christ, uh, characteristic, what he told us a good shepherd and a good Christian is all about. It's about willing to make him first. And you know, when we make Him first, when we make Jesus first, everything else will be a priority in our life for building His King. He has promised us. He promised us make Him first, and He will bless us. And blessing me don't necessarily mean that I'm going to have more money, I'm going to have good health, I'm going to be able to walk tomorrow. Blessing me says that I'm going to be blessing somebody else. I believe that's what Jesus was all about. I believe He was about blessing everyone else. He give it all. And then the sixth thing that I, I want to talk about, about our Jesus is blessed moving people, moving people by love. You know, when we love God first, as I just mentioned, others will be touched. We don't even have to, I don't even believe we have to make an effort to touch others if we put God first. If we love Jesus first, He will help us. Uh, exemplify Him in everything that we do. He will help motivate what we do. I'm, I'm reminded, the best way to say it, I guess, is I'm reminded of the story of Peter. You know, we remember the Sermon on the Mount. We remember wonderful things, great things about Peter. But one of the things that I remember that touched my heart in this uh, Bible study tonight is Jesus asked Peter three times the same question. Asked him three times. Peter, do you love me? And Peter each time would say, yes. And then Jesus would say again, Peter, do you love me? And Peter would say, yes. I, there's no doubt in my mind what Jesus was getting Peter to understand and getting us to understand that we must truly love Him first. And then 
What was the next verse? What did Jesus say to Peter? After the third time Peter said yes, he said, then go feed my sheep. Hallelujah! What he's saying is, love me first, and then you go do... If you, if you don't love him first, if you have not walked through the gate of Jesus Christ, then you're truly not going to be able to go out and feed his sheep the way that he wants us to feed them. So Jesus knew once Peter truly understood what the loving him really meant, then he knew others, that he would bless others. If we want to bless others, we must truly uh, love Jesus Christ. So, just some things. When I think about the church, the sheepfold, the gate, when I think about who Jesus Christ really is, there's many conclusions you can come to about his church. There's a lot of wonderful things there about His church. And I'm talking about now His people. I believe, according to Jesus Christ, some of the things that He's telling us about His church, there is one church which all confess that He is the Christ. That's number one. And then all who are Christians are united together. We're not divided. We're not separated I believe if we're not sep if we are separated or we are divided, it is because the worldly sin or things like that has gotten into it. Because church, God's church ain't separated. God's church is united. We need to be united, and I believe God's sheepfold, His church, is united. Verse sixteen says, "One fold, one shepherd. One fold, one shepherd. Nothing." In the Bible, I want to go a little bit further with this. Nothing that I can ever find in the Bible that says there will be one organization. And what I'm meaning there is sometimes we get caught up in being Baptists or Methodists and a little humor. There's a whole lot of different kinds of Baptists. But Methodists and all kinds of different organizations. But what Jesus is really making a point and making it clear tonight there's only one way into that sheepfold in that church, and that is salvation. And I believe tonight there are uh, Christians, people that love Jesus in all the different organizations. Now, you may say, well, why, why are you mentioning the organization? Because I believe everybody that accepts Jesus Christ is a part of the sheepfold, the church. But God knew, God knew, that we all need to be part of a, and I'm going to call it fellowship. God says in His Word, we need to be all a part of a fellowship to encourage each other, to pray for each other, to strengthen each other, to love each other. And that's why I believe we have a physical church of some organization. But there's only one spiritual church, and that's for, uh, the church of Jesus Christ. And He is the gate. As I start to conclude tonight, there's many benefits, many benefits to be serving Christ, many benefits to serving the chief pastor, the chief shepherd. Although there's many, three in these few uh, 17, 18 verses that we've read last week and this week, there's three that I believe you can find this in 
those uh, 16, 18 verses. These three great, wonderful benefits or blessings. First of all, saved. Hallelujah. First, Jesus is saying to us that anyone and all who enter through the gate and all they have to do ask will be saved. That's what he's saying. All we got to do is accept him. And it doesn't matter who they are, how bad they sin. Uh, they, and the great thing about it is he is going to protect us and put a covering around us and separate us all that are saved. And that leads me to the next thing that I got out of this, that he keeps us safe when those wolves come. He's not going to flee. He's saying, oh, Jesus promises us that anyone who enters his church will be saved. Second, um, God promises that he will protect us. And what I, I believe that that means to my heart is, am I going to have trials? Am I going to have difficult times? Yes, I am. But he also tells me he's never going to put more on me than I can handle. He loves me. And he's going to be there with me. He's going to give me peace about it. And he's going to bless me. Uh, so I don't have to carry that burden alone. And then the third thing is satisfied. That's the three words. Saved, safe, and satisfied if we're part of his sheepfold. Jesus promises that we will be satisfied. God will give us that peace. He will give us that understanding, that love. He will give, you know, but we must seek Him. And we will no longer be desiring the things in this world that will tear us down. If we follow Him, He's saying that He will satisfy us because He is the one that can satisfy all the needs in our lives. You know, when, as I'm wrapping up now, uh, Jesus' death by many... Uh, so-called scholars out there look at it as... I've even heard different terms used uh, about His crucifixion. But I want to say tonight clearly, clearly, Jesus' death was not an execution. It was not assassination. It actually was not even just a crucifixion. It actually was a sacrifice. He was a sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. If you remember the Old Testament, the only way back then basically is through sacrificing to uh, heaven. Tonight, the greatest sacrifice that ever was, 2,000 years ago, that He has given us was the sacrifice of His death. He has opened the door of the gate for all of us. All the people that love Him, Jesus is the chief pastor. He is looking to bless us. He clearly tells us that He wants to lead us and guide us, and also He will uh, lead us. And he, uh, he also, in His wording, tells us that uh, the good shepherds or the good pastors of the churches, that we need them, and they that truly follow Him will be led through to uh, greener pastures and through, cool, uh, through uh, water, and will be fed through Him. We are His sheep. We are His church tonight, and we should trust only Him. Thank you for part of, uh, being a part of this Bible study. God bless you, and have a great week in Jesus Christ. Bless someone this week.
Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going Going on here. Also, Facebook users search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.